The good news is that you don't need to sit down and read the Bible from cover to cover in one massive chunk. All you need to do is read it one bit at a time. G'day everyone, my name is Mark Schroeder and welcome to Schroeder's Bible Bits. I'm a college chaplain and my job is to teach children and youth the wonderful truths that are found in God's Word, the Bible. I speak at chapels, at youth services, at church services, I teach at kids clubs and lunchtime Bible groups. Uh, At all of these places, I always teach from the Bible because I'm convinced that from the Bible, we get to learn about God and how He has loved us and how He has saved us through Jesus. Tune in and continue to learn about Jesus for yourself, not in one chunk, but bit by bit. Uh, G'day everyone, welcome to another Schroeder's Bible Bit. Uh, Remember, this is uh, something a little bit different for us as we gather together uh, as uh, RAGE at our school. Uh, RAGE, remember, stands for Revolve Around God Every Day. Uh, And because of COVID, we can't meet together face to face. We can't meet together in a big group with lots of different grades. We've got to keep things separate. Um, So this little podcast is just a way to maybe help you uh, read the Bible with one another in partnership together, even though we are apart from each other and we can't necessarily see each other. Um, Well, last time we were here together in this little podcast, um, we started looking at the book in the Bible called Philippians. Uh, And we saw how the Apostle Paul, he writes to his friends in a place called Philippi. Uh, And what was extraordinary about this little part of the Bible is that we saw that Paul uses a word uh, to describe his relationship to the Philippians in chapter 1 verse 5. And the word is partnership. Um, He also uses a similar idea in chapter 1 verse 7 where he talks about being partakers. Um, This biblical word, it's usually used about business partners uh, and we might hear it in television shows, people who go into partnership with one another um, uh, or taking part in some sort of uh, endeavour together. Um, But we can also keep in mind that this word partnership can even mean being together in an idea or being together uh, in an activity even when we're separated, uh, even when we can't be necessarily together. Um, And and that's what we see here in this part of the Bible, that even while Paul and the Philippians are separated because Paul is imprisoned, they still have a shared identity and a shared purpose. And and that that identity is all wrapped up in who Jesus is and, and what Jesus has done for them in saving them. Now, as I read this part of the Bible, I can't help but feel like this reminds me about our COVID days together, uh, that we are apart from each other, but we are still partners together in the gospel. Uh, We are still partners together because Jesus has so loved all of us so that whether or not we are together or whether or not we are apart, we are still partners with each other. Uh, And so today we continue on in Philippians to Philippians chapter 1 and we're going to look at just verses 9 to 11. Uh, And and this section is all about prayer and this is what Paul writes in chapter 1 
verse 9 to 11. I want to encourage you, right? Don't just sit here and listen to me. I want you to get your Bible out, maybe find a comfortable spot. Uh, I'm sitting outside uh, at at a table. Um, I've got my Bible open. I've got a cup of coffee. Um, I've got the birds flying around in the trees next to me. My dog's just getting comfortable next to me as well. Um, And it's nice to be comfortable as you read the Bible and as you come to think about these things. So get comfortable, get your Bible, uh, and, uh, and when you're ready... Press play again as I read Philippians chapter 1, verse 9 to 11. This is what it says. And this is my prayer, that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ. Before I say anything now, I'd love you just to look at those verses again for yourself. Uh, maybe get out a pen uh, and maybe just underline um, the bits in that verse that stand out to you straight away. Uh, and then we'll keep on going in a second. All right, so if you've been a Christian for a while or if you've been around um, Christians uh, in a Christian school, for example, for a while, you know that one of the things that Christians do is they pray. Uh, In James chapter 5, verse 16, it says that the prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. Um, And so we can be confident to know that as we pray that our prayers actually do carry great power because God listens to the prayers of his people, um, to all who call out to him in faith And what's incredible is that he listens, but he also acts according to what the prayers are about. He acts on them. Um, And I think sometimes it's too easy for us to forget about this, uh, to overlook it, to not do anything about it, to not take up this extraordinary privilege that we have of prayer. And we can take it for granted, um, even that our requests are brought before the great God, our great God and Father, the, the mightiest King of kings and Lord of lords in all of creation, and that he hears them and he responds to them. How amazing that we can actually speak directly to him. And so when we remember this amazing fact, I wonder, what is it that, um, that you pray for? Um, do you actually pray? Uh, and how should um, knowing that God listens to our prayers affect the way that you pray and what you pray for? Well, in study in our first little Bible study, study number one on, on Philippians, um, like I said before, we saw that Paul has a partnership with the Philippians. And, and as we saw that, we discovered that he has a deep affection for them as his partners. Um, and so for Paul, naturally, this leads to him to give thanks to God for his friends in Philippi. And he prays joyfully for them. Um, and it's, uh, it's pretty extraordinary as we look at these verses in verses 9 to 11 to see what he prays for. I wonder what you pray for when you pray for your friends. 
uh, I wonder if you just pray for your friends that they will be happy and safe, um, or if they, they would just be well and physically well, that they wouldn't be sick. Um, they're often the things that we pray for, isn't it? Um, for our family and our friends, for the people that we love. But look at what Paul prays for. He prays that their love may abound more and more. Their love may grow more and more, get bigger, and they might love each other more and more. I love that. I I sort of feel like writing more and more and more and more. But that love, that it abounds in the knowledge and depth of insight. Um, uh, See, it's, it's connected to what they know. Their love is not just a heartfelt, tingly sensation in the pits of their stomach, but it's a love that's inspired based on the knowledge and the depth of insight. And I take that to be the knowledge and the depth of insight into how much God has loved them. And the reason that he prays this, he prays that their love might abound more and more so that they would be able to be discerning. They would understand that's what it is. Discern, like discern means that you can understand and figure out and know with all wisdom um, what is, he says in verse 10, what is best. And that they would be pure and blameless for the day of Christ. What a cool thing to pray for your friend. Sometimes we just pray for, like I said, that they would be healthy and happy. But actually, what is best for our Christian friends, for our family, for others around us, is that they would know more and more just about Jesus and that they would be able to figure out what is best and how to live in a pure and blameless way until the day that Jesus comes back. That they would be, in verse 11, filled with the fruit of righteousness, that is the the um, the product of being right with God, and of course that comes through Jesus Christ. Often when we pray, we pray about superficial things, but as I read this part of the Bible in Philippians chapter one verses nine to eleven, I can't help but notice that Paul prays for what is most important. He prays that they would grow up in their faith and they will be able to live well in this life in light of what they know about Jesus. I think that Paul's love for his friends, for his fellow believers, I can't help but feel like that it sort of puts me to shame. How often do I pray that my Christian friends would abound in love and discernment, that they would be pure and blameless, and that they would live their lives to bear fruit the fruit of righteousness. These concerns should be the concerns that I have for you, uh, the concerns that I have for my family, the concerns that I have for my friends. And because they're my concerns, I ought to bring them before God regularly. And so I wonder, maybe your regular time of prayer could be reshaped today. Even though you are apart from your friends, even though you might not have seen one of your family members who lives outside of Greater Sydney, Um, maybe you can be prayerful for them. Remember them more often in your prayers, that they would have love that abounds more and more in the knowledge and the depth of insight, so that they would be able to discern what is best, and they would be pure and blameless for the day of Christ, and that they will be filled with the righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ. These are the things that you can pray for them, but I want to say these are things that I want you to pray for me. These are things that your friends want you to pray for them. Imagine if we did pray these things for each other, if I prayed them for you and if you prayed them for me. And imagine if God heard them and that God acted according to them 
how we would be made more and more like Jesus. That would be a wonderful and exciting thing. Well, everybody, um, that's Philippians chapter 1, verses 9 to 11. Just a couple of little observations that I have made. Um, You might like to continue just reading through Philippians and maybe just dwell on those verses a little bit more for yourself. And then take some time to pray. Pray for your friends. Pray for your family members. Pray for those that you know that they uh, will just pray in light of these things that we have read in verses 9 to 11. Put them into your own words, maybe. Anyway, until next time, uh, see you later. Thanks for listening, everyone. You can get in contact with me via Twitter at mrkschroeder or on the Anchor app, you can actually leave a voice message. I'd love you to do that and I might include it in the next podcast. Catch you later.